I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Did you first play? I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Ah, uh, hey, hey, everybody. This is uh, Dr. J, the COVID cowboy. Am I the? I guess that's bad. I'm the quarantine cowboy, you guys. Um, and uh, <laughs> so far, so far, and uh, we're here joined in studio. Um, uh, since the man of the plan, I'm right here uh, keeping social distance, uh, of course, but uh, it's uh, T-Roy, Mr. Troy. How are you doing, Troy? Excelente. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, Troy is uh, Troy's bringing some heat and fire today. Um, what you drinking there? Hmm. <laughs> a little gin. A little okay. bit of this, a little bit of that. I thought mostly, it was water. But mostly it, gin. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, uh, and across the wires, we've got, uh, we've got Matt. Uh, Dr. Yeagle, how are you doing? I remembered to turn my mic on this time, so yeah, hopefully the audio is a little better. We are, for you. we're already, we're already out in front of the curve. Um, yeah, today we've got a, we've got a, um, a banger coming out. Um, we were soldiers, and uh, I should say for the listeners, like um, I'm, I'm here. It's always good to come home, but uh, had some family challenges, aging parents and whatnot, and uh, but I want to promise you, Matt and Troy, that I will be. The first boots on the ground in this podcast, and the last boots off the ground for this podcast. All right, so that is that is my promise to you. As wow, uh, thank you. You're a gentleman uh, and a scholar and a soldier. That that is just so <laughs> yeah, so dumb. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's uh, this is of course uh, uh, this. If, you, if, if you've seen this movie, uh, We Were Soldiers, you would recognize that from the. The the tear jerking um, movie reference. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Reference movie from reference. Uh, from uh, from Mel's speech to rousing those soldiers up. So we were soldiers. Um, comes out uh, in two thousand two. If you read and listen, I listened to a little of the sort of the making of uh, a bit, and they were like, you know, every every GD Vietnam War film like gets it wrong. That was the kind of the 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 storyline. This one is going to get it right. Like no one. Accurately uh, got the uh, the gist of the of the soldier. Did you guys see any of that stuff? Yeah, it's it's more not just about war; it's about soldiers. That's <laughs> that's the important part, and that is true. Yeah, he he. There's the, he seems to have uh, that's that's kind of kind of weighs on his mind. So, 2002. Um, this is uh, Mel Gibson. This is pre and post uh, canceled. Mel Gibson, Matt's favorite actor and director. Yeah, he's he's up there at number one. Um, you heard it here so first. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. can't get enough. <laughs> I I can't I can't either. Frankly, he's uh um, it's kind of amazing. Like it seems like he just missed the curve. Had his nonsense came out, which which we'll hear a little of in a bit. If that had come out uh, post me too, it seems like Bell might have been on the chopping block, but uh, somehow. Now you see him mugging with the Hollywood elite. He's back in the... He's back. Yeah, he was kind of, you know, maybe banished. Uh, Il de Elbe, like Napoleon, like uh, kind of banished for a little <laughs> yeah. while and then brought he... back. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's he's back in making films again. Yeah, and uh, he... Good he... for you, Mel, I guess. 
he's got a cavalcade of of actors. Will uh, uh, podcast fave John Hamm is in this one? Uh, small cameo. Yes. Um, but uh, maybe we should maybe we should we should start um, with a flashback of the film. Matt, like take us through. Maybe we should start at the beginning, is how the film described it. And the beginning for them is, of course, French colonial, late French colonial, uh, Indochina, 1954. Yeah. Well, there is, um, it, it says kind of after the credits that the movie is a tribute to both the U.S. and Vietnamese soldiers who died. Good uh, people on both at, sides. At Yadrang Valley in November 65. So, and, and you'll see in the movie, too, how the Vietnamese soldiers, you know, the quote-unquote enemy for, for the U.S. soldiers. I guess I don't have to use quotes because it was the enemy. Um, that how they are portrayed and treated is a bit different than some other movies we've seen and some other movies we'll later see. Um, but yeah, we got a brief flashback um, to the French fighting at the same valley. They're ambushed. They're massacred. We have some really nice dramatic slow motion deaths with um, droning synthesizers. Oh the yeah, they really so, they really milk this one. Um, um, yeah, Kubrick probably would have been proud of of, of the dr- synthesizers. I think um, cheese eating surrender monkeys getting, uh, aka the French getting uh, ambushed. Uh, they really they really go all out in this one. This yeah, dramatic should we tra- take prisoners? No, kill all they send, and they will stop coming. Uh-huh. And then they cut to. I guess then they cut to the credits, and and we're in Fort Benning, Georgia, nineteen sixty four. Is that the same? Do the I have to pay attention, uh, Gwen Huan? I think it's the same. You know, nineteen fifty four um, commander, who is basically the only Vietnamese person that is fleshed out at all uh, in the. You know, they they show often the underground war room uh, of the Vietnamese. Is right. The, so it's uh, um, in, in depicting this the the views of both sides. It's sort of one caricature standing in for. <laughs> All the right. Vietnamese and then uh, right. a cast of Americans. No, they certainly don't go into any depth, but they do trace, I mean, they give, you know, they trace him, his character from the French battle um, up yeah, I to guess, I guess 65. That, right, there's and, better than some, better than many that don't even understand that uh, this the U.S. is involved yeah. in the second Indochina War. Fun fact, he rose in rank following this battle. And in 1975, raised North Vietnam's flag over Saigon's presidential palace after the city fell. Whoa. Same guy. Big ups. Yeah. So that part, maybe that's in part two of the movie. I don't know if there's going to be a sequel, but. I don't know what that sequel would be, but. Um, so yeah. <laughs> like any good war film, uh, Vietnam war film. We got, uh, we've got a training montage. We've got like, hey guys, this is what it's like. So uh, you can't have a good film without the old, the old whipping the whipping the troops into shape. Um, how did you think it compared to your? Uh, it was Full Metal Jacket level for sure, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, it was it was pretty pretty intense for sure. No, it wasn't. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> compared compared to the the best. Um, kind of. Most don't you get you don't get sarcasm. I guess we. I guess. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. That doesn't come through in podcasts. I, I guess that's. It. I guess that's canceled now. Okay. Snip that out. All right. Cut that out. Hashtag sarcasm. Then we understand. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The the they're they're training in the uh, what 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 else what else fascinating do we have to say about the uh, about the training? Well, I like. Well, uh, right before that, we have we have a scene of kind of Mel and his wife, who's um, Madeline Madeline Stowe. They're seventy four. 
kids driving in the car, kind of singing happy. I'm assuming they're uh, probably traditional Jewish folk songs. Uh, <laughs> um, Similar to Passion of the Christ, yeah. I believe. <laughs> so, so they're setting the scene as Mel, consummate family man. Yeah, yeah so that, that theme is going to come up of Mel um, and the relationship with his, his wife and his, his, his kids kind of comes up, especially toward the beginning, first third of the movie. Famously um, warm relations with the ladies, Mel Gibson. Um, star of What a Woman Wants, our listeners will know. Do you remember that film? Did you see that, Matt? <laughs> I've heard. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, that's the only Mel Gibson movie I haven't seen because you know I'm such a fan. It's uh, Mel. Like he's hit on the head or struck by lightning or something, and then he can hear what women want. And basically, it's like ladies be shopping, ladies want to shave their leg. Like it's it's a really, it's really an <laughs> insightful. So yeah, it's ahead of its time, Troy. I tried to block it out actually. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the kind of syrupy relationships with his. Uh, I think we have a clip from the movie Troy of Mel Gibson with his uh, wife. Do you want to play that? Sure. I don't work around in tight clothes. I stay at home for most of the time. Public and it's a embarrassment to me. You look like a on heat, and if you get raped by a pack, it's your fault. All right? Because you provoked it. You are provocatively dressed all the time with your fake. I didn't think they keep their PG rating with this. Yeah, the green thing she was wearing. Yeah, that that uh, over the top with the green thing right there. That is, uh, of course, the infamous uh, Mel Gibson. Well, well, one of the infamous. One of one of many re- recorded picket like racist, sexist, anti-Semitic rants that he goes on. You know, blame it on the gin. But he, uh, on the juice, he was, uh, yeah, this, this, was, this was leaked to, to the, your TMZs. And, um, and he still, <laughs> he was still able to go and make movies in Hollywood. But, um, yeah. yeah, famously nice and guy. And being that we are all big Mel Gibson film fans, we thought maybe okay. you could help us. Ah, oh, my nipples, they hurt. <laughs> they hurt when I twist them. This is South Park. Yes. Uh, I don't I believe suppose so, you have any creative ideas how to fight these terrorists. How about this? You have that videotape that the terrorists made, right? Well, maybe if you did a background oh, check on that videotape, <laughs> oh, no. you might find somebody who doesn't belong. Somebody who doesn't fit in imagination land. But, Keep the oh. ox cable from trying. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Say what you want about Mel Gibson, but the son of a bitch knows story structure. He... Get the videotape and do a background check on everyone in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what would... What would South Park do without without Mel Gibson, without uh, you know Tom Cruise, like without the Mormons? Like he he, there would not be a lot of content. We've gone so far off off base already. Okay, yeah, get <laughs> us into the even, get us into the movie, Matt. We've totally forgot to even mention that he's playing a character Hal Moore, based on a true you know true uh, true life man, and the real battle of Yadrang. Uh, and so this is it's based on the real battle and based on the book. Uh, I think came out in 1992. Uh, we were soldiers once and young, and so the film, you know. And Mel Gibson plays, uh, of course, uh, one of them. He plays more. Yeah, yeah he, plays he plays more. more. Mm-hmm. One of them, uh, one of them liberals or whatever. I can't remember what it's like. Who he he reads he reads a bunch of books and he's got a got a degree from international relations. He uh, masters in international relations from Harvard, but not and underlined stress not Me a nerd. Okay. But yeah, Greg Kinnear, he's in this. Mel meets up with him um, shortly after this, and 
uh, says basically, you know, he's going to need him when the shit hits the fan. And yeah, so Sam so, Elliott. Yeah, it's a good cast. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're there's, training. There's another guy. I think they have they have somehow somehow they've got Mark Eaton uh, as one of the uh, helicopter pilots, which um, I, I, you know he it, obviously for those of you who know who Mark Eaton is, he's uh, a basketball player for the Utah Jazz, seven foot four. So that's the reference there. Ed, uh, Ed like, Tutal Freeman. <laughs> in in the eighties, <laughs> and so he's he doesn't meet the requirements for pilot, but he's just so damn good that they're gonna stretch the limits and let Mark Eaton. Or whatever the dude's name is. Yeah, uh, and Mel says like, serve. "These guys all want to come fly for you because you're the best." And he's like, "Because I only hire the dumbest." It's like, "Good one." Like, there's lots of backslapping. Good um, old snake shit. That was his name actually. Because he li- he flies slower than snake shit. That's that's what I call him, snake shit. There you go. Was it was it snake shit? Or was it? <laughs> I think it was snake shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was something like that. So, uh, should we cut back back to home? Home after kind of a day at the base, day of training. And uh, it's say your prayers time um, for for the kids. Eric, did you have? You oh had something yeah, on? yeah. No, there's uh, there's some. You know, I think what Mel has really taught us is this is I really appreciate his um, his turn to God. You guys, like Mel, is really um, laying on the laying on the sauce here. Um, and let's hear let's hear Mel's prayer in the chapel. The Lord about our enemies. Ignore their heathen prayers and help us blow those little bastards straight to hell. Yeah, so there, there's a, this is this is this is peak peak male Catholicism. There's like eighty different like little kind of mini subplots of um, uh, throwing out some hail marys here or rubbing on his rosaries there. Like he's really, uh, I think I know that's what drew Troy to this film. Again, yeah, I, I watched The Passion of the Christ, and then this was like I had to actually go backwards and go back to this. So it's tough to go. Stuff to go back to. I do want to listen to uh, Matt brought up the family stuff. And so religion and family are important to Mel, as we know, from his private life and from his, uh, um, you know, his exploits on screen. So let's hear his little, he gives this adorable speech to his daughter. Or the flying horse or three during bed. Uh, the fairy tales with the deer and stuff in them. Daddy, yeah. what is a war? Okay, here comes a really... Or is, um, well, it's... Daddy drinks a lot of alcohol. It's something that shouldn't happen. Daddy uh, says things he doesn't mean. And uh, it's when... Two people are in love. (laughs) In another country or any country. uh, Try to take the lives of other people. And then soldiers like your daddy have to, you know, it's my job to go over there and stop them. Crystal clear. Thumbs her up. I get that. Yeah, right? I mean, thumbs it up pretty much. That's what that's what Matt teaches essentially in his uh, Vietnam War um, lectures, right? I I just play this movie. <laughs> you just play this movie. Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah. it's it's really like it come on, it's 2002 like even even the book he lays it on this hard like it's like Was Kirk Cameron in on this too or <laughs> yeah, this kind of confused <laughs> a little. This is a, this is a crossover. This is a Let's God is not dead. The, the, the screenwriters from God is not dead um, got together and uh, yeah, this is a this is a Kirk Cameron joint. So they got more. Um, sort. What is the the hard ass sergeant major's name? Sorry. Um, 
you know, Major Crandall? No, was he the Greg Kinnear? Sam Elliott yeah. from Big from Big Lebowski, right? Let's see. Yeah, the only thing he's done, I think. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, he did the beef commercials. Too. Roadhouse. No, that's true. Uh, the best film ever. Uh, that is true. That <laughs> so, is true. Is there a Vietnam reference in that? Can we can we cover Roadhouse in this uh, podcast? Mm-hmm. We could sure try. Yeah. It could be. Well, Pat- Patrick Swayze was in Red Dawn, which isn't Vietnam, but it is somewhat war related. I like where so you're we headed. Kinda, I like where your head seven is. Seven degrees of separation on that. So. Okay. Um, more training. More training. Um, I don't. You don't need to do another montage. I don't think. But uh, <laughs> I think we got that covered. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then and then Mel comes up with this um, reference to uh, Crazy Horse, the Native American. Oh uh, yeah. So he's he's so, uh, what's his what's his crazy horse reference, Matt? What's Mel? What's Mel trying to get over? Uh, that's a good question. I just I think I was too excited that he said the words <laughs> crazy horse, and I just wrote that down in my notes. Matt, it was so the, I don't it, have the. <laughs> it's it. He gave this weird story about like that's what makes us a family is because crazy horse nursed from the teat. Uh, Mel's words, not mine. Of of every woman in the village, and so they're all sort of shared sort of mother's milk. And I'm not sure how that helps the the troops that he's going into war with. I don't even want to imagine what he is suggesting how to recreate that. But um, in a, in a, in a platoon full is of men. Is there a training montage about that later? Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't have the rights for that explicit content, Matt, but. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, th- there is. Um, and uh, yeah, today's episode will be sponsored by trying to, trying to throw Matt off of, uh, off his game. So yeah, keep going, Matt. Where are we at? Oh, good. Okay. So back. Uh, so now we've got uh, the kind of the meeting of the wives. So we've cut to Mel's wife, Madeline Stowe. Right. And yes. Chatting, chatting kind of this, you know, semicircle of 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 uh, wives of different soldiers there at the base, um, and one of the wives says, "You know, hey, yeah, it's been interesting getting uh, acclimated here. I went to the laundromat, and you know, I'm. It says you can only wash whites at the laundromat. It's a whites. There's a big whites only sign there at the laundromat. So, I, what, what's up with that's that's sort of weird. Uh, she, <laughs> yeah, it's real." Where is she from, like North Dakota or Alaska? I don't know. Okay. This is 19. Well, I have to say, I don't know if it is possible for anybody to not have known in 1965 what that meant. It wasn't like that was the year the Civil Rights Act was passed and, like, major, like, Black Lives Matter type (laughs) street riots. um, Anyone that had a television would probably know. Or but a newspaper. Maybe. So deep, deep sigh. Deep sigh. The subtle handling of race in this movie is just is so well done. The, you know, they, they just said like, look, uh, that sign was up. And so like, and you're like, are you telling me that there's a place where, um, African-Americans can't do their laundry? And, uh, and then they have, you know, token, like black woman. And she's like, uh, well, um, I'll do my own laundry. We'll show up clean. And like, like she's very, oh no, you didn't. Yeah. She's like racism solved. Like, you know, it's like, we don't need structural change because we have just a few plucky, uh, African American women that that aren't gonna we're not gonna take it uh, anymore, and they're just gonna you know do what they want to do, and so that's like that's like for those of you who are worried in two thousand two about uh, the experience of the black soldier, like hey, check we check that box, we cover. I mean, look it. in the papers, look at the news. Everything's cool now for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's no flash forward in twenty twenty. <laughs> it's a problem solved. 
Um, yeah. Well, I believe John Roberts said that when he uh, dismantled the Voting Rights Act in 2013. So, yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's uh, uh, um, you know, they leveled up ach- achievement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liberals who may be liking John Roberts lately. <laughs> Remember that one. <laughs> All right. Oh, and then one of them goes into labor. It's a pretty short scene. The women get the very short. Uh, one of them. The try, um, um, try TV's Carrie Russell. Oh, sorry, Carrie, and she's married to uh, the American Pie guy. Yeah, Chris Klein. Chris Klein, yeah, who's also in um, uh, what's the one with Reese Witherspoon? Election. <laughs> All right, where where are we in my damn notes? Jeez. So the ladies are meeting, and they're just it, it, it was very it was a very coming home kind of like we this film we're not going to really explore in depth the 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 emotional lives of women, but we're going to show them as like. Like we have, we gotta have something, and so yeah. Well, and like Madeline Stowe at that time was like pretty big name, like not huge, but you know, and her part in this is is not significant. So it's a, it was a little it's a little surprising to see her take this you know semi semi small role. Um, I don't know, maybe she, maybe she was. I almost threw my DVD stuff, copy out in the street. Well, that was my copy, so. <laughs> It was Troy's Thank copy. You. I can't find your copy, but oh, we'll talk about you that. Can't later. find my copy. Good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Back to Mel. He's studying what the mistakes the French made. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, and I've got I've got the list here. Okay. All right. Here's here's the mistakes right. that the French made. A did not know the terrain. Uh-huh. B poor intelligence. C underestimated the enemy. D overconfident. E did not fight on home ground <laughs> equals massacre. Yep. So you add up those. Was that five points? That equals massacre. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, th- those are all problems easily solved, and which the Americans brilliantly um, did not repeat. We won that war, right? We won. I'm pretty sure. From the movies I've seen, it seems yeah, like. I'm pretty sure we did. It seems well, like we won we the battle. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. Well, thanks to Mel Gibson. I mean, if you go by body count, then yes. But so then we got a we cut to footage. Um, Lyndon Johnson speaking, July twenty eighth, nineteen sixty five. Increasing amount of troops, seventy five thousand to one hundred twenty five thousand. Um, and that's increasing the draft number goes up to thirty five thousand per month. Um, and the the wives. The Wives Club, if you will, is kind of watching this speech, and uh, Madeline Stowe says, quote, get out your best dresses, ladies. They're going to want to celebrate, because she knows that that means a lot of those boys are about to get sent over. We should, we should say that, if we haven't mentioned it before, that this this film is a sort of a major sort of, uh, like, homage to the kind of air cavalry, right? This is like, that's the big kind of, like... Um, point that this movie is going to going to dwell on a lot is that um yeah. he you know he using using the cop and 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 of course the uh the helicopter was a big deal in in Vietnam it was uh I don't think this mm-hmm. kind of uh, I mean how did you how did you feel about the treatment Matt of the of the kind of the the helicopter in this is it as it's yeah. as far as as far as it actually um was deployed in the war well it's uh, yeah I mean relatively new development um right the air cavalry the was new and, in 65 i think and so it is right right yeah i mean helicopters had been used right um a little bit before but um this is 
you know, kind of a new a new era of this. And uh, so that stresses the importance of the helicopter, and the helicopter is going to be important throughout throughout the war. Um, I guess should I give a should I do some backstory here, a little historical context for yeah, you, yeah, like before we uh, get into the stuff here. Let's use your actual f- battle, your fancy book learning, Matt. Yeah, my book learning. So I don't maybe some of this um, maybe has been said on a previous podcast because uh, we've covered maybe a little bit of similar timeline before. But um, where should I start? How about I start right after uh, Johnson's victory in November 64 over Goldwater, landslide victory. And um, shortly after that, final two months of 1964, there are two attacks on Americans. Uh, one is on an air base, one's on a hotel. Um, and Ambassador Maxwell Taylor calls for the bombing of North Vietnam. Johnson, at this point, is still refusing. Um, there are then successful attacks um, begin on the Saigon Army, uh, the Army for uh, South Vietnam, and National Security Advisor McGeorge Bundy urges the bombing of North Vietnam. He visits early '65. Uh, a U.S. outpost at Pleiku is attacked during his visit. So that's the third major attack in three months. Eight service m- U.S. service members are killed. And so for for the North, Northern regulars don't really start coming in to the South until about six, until 64. Um, and they do this, they, they're hoping essentially to divide um, and knock out the South and overthrow its government, give it a knockout blow before the Americans can like, you know, fully you know, get up to snuff and intervene uh, in the war, okay? I mean, when you say, like, like in 65, like, both sides are kind of, there's a bit of naivete about a quick victory can be achieved um, Mm -hmm. in in this, and I think both sides are guilty of that kind of, that. Well, yeah, I mean, the North is hoping for a quick victory, because they don't, they, they, if we can just knock this off fast, before the U.S. get, gets everything going, then that'll be, that'll be fantastic, but what actually happens is, once they start intervening more and more in 64 into 65, then the Americans are like, well, we better up our presence, like, fast, okay? And so you have, at the same time, of course, total chaos within the South Vietnamese government. I don't even, I won't even get into all the turnover with <laughs> leadership there. It's massive, though. Um, yeah, the, 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 uh, the, tur- the turnstile presidencies of South Vietnam. Oh, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. Um. But Operation Rolling Thunder, massive bombing came to the north, begins. Westmoreland, the commander of MACV, requests troops to support and defend American airfields, and that's granted. And so then you get Marines landing at Da Nang in March of 65. Um, by the spring, there's 72,000. Um, and the plan shifts from defensive air bases to offensive operations kind of by summer. Um South Vietnamese armies near collapse in summer of 65. Civilian government does collapse. The army takes over. Key takes over as prime minister. Johnson approves 200,000 men by the end of the year. And this brings us to our timeline. Fall 65, three North Vietnamese regiments are gathered in the Central Highlands. And, 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 the, and the air cavalry are part of that. Of that. They, yep, they are sent to engage them. And so this is the first time that the U.S. fought North Vietnamese Regulars at Yadrang Valley. And that was the 101st Airborne, 7th Cavalry. Is that correct? 7th Cat. Uh, yeah. 
So yep. Moore's in charge of the seventh. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we, we'll get into that. But I was going back to <laughs> yeah. the uh, crazy horse, and I'm thinking, anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah, okay. the, the okay. cavalry uh, comes there. Uh, but, um, One more fun fact, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, first time B-52s are used to support troops in the field is also at Yadrang. So there, there you go. Now you're up to snuff. If you haven't seen this film, one thematic approach is that it doesn't try to do a million battles having like a one one engagement having a, a deeper dive like this one does you know basically there's one conflict one one skirmish that is covered and I, I think it's I think it's a bit of a um, had it done by better cap- more ca- a capable director and and actors it could have been um, it could more effectively perhaps give that experience but I think it was the right approach to go to not um, you know try to mix in basically the kind of life of the soldier was all encapsulated in the, in the platoon and in the, in the training stuff. And then mm-hmm. in terms of the battle, like it was really focused on. So I th- thought in better hands, it could have been, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what did you guys think? Well, I want to shit on this, but I, I, the <laughs> battle scene, I, I think it was one of the better battle scene Vietnam. Well, I mean, that, that's what I, that's what I mean yeah, in yeah, sense I that mean, like it could have been, I, I don't think the, um, I think the, the approach would be to like focus in on, so you can actually get a sense of, how it moves over time, like, you, you know. Yeah, I would agree. But, yeah, it was, I mean, I would say the pinnacle of the movie to me is the, the battle scene, um, you know, when they're lobbing napalm and, you know, you know they've mm-hmm. got guys that are separated. And Anyway, I, I... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Coming up soon. All right. Almost there. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, we Just real quick, they're at the par- party next. Uh, Mel's told he's... Uh, Losing a third of his best trained men, so that's always a good place to break news like that. I think is at a at a cocktail party right before you're about <laughs> to get sent off. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that's actually how that news was broken him in real life, but um, he's also told though Troy that he is in charge of the first battalion of the Seventh Cavalry, the same as Custer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Close personal friend of Neil Young, Matt Yagel, has got permission, so we'll. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Of, of the horse. Friend of the horse. Um, yeah. Oh, that's good. Should just listen to that, really. Matt, Matt um, has to take a moment to collect, his, collect himself. Calm oh, calm down. Uh, all right. And then, and then real uh, quickly, the slow dance. All the couples, so we can see oh. them all giving each other the knowing look. Hey, this could be it. Blah blah blah. Right, and then scene over at party. Uh, I know you like those slow dance scenes, Troy. Oh God, do I? <laughs> it's <laughs> it really just hits you right in the old the old ticker. Right up there with the yacht rock, man. I love that stuff. It's just <laughs> uh, we're back at home post party. Mel is doing a little bit of light reading on Custer and globalists while he signs his will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll Not that'll globalists. come in that'll come I in handy. Both it. of those things. <laughs> Yeah. That's what he does in his <laughs> real spare time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, for yeah, for you know, Mel is famously an- famous anti-Semite. Mel Gibson. What? That's <laughs> insane. He uh, yeah, he's got Henry Ford's um, manual there in Custer's. I think. 
Yeah. And then next day, cuts to the graduation. Mel, and this, I think, is probably for Mel some of the best acting he's ever done in his life, where he sings the praises of the diversity of his unit and says they will face no discrimination. Yeah, I mean, again, that must have that must have been a tough, <laughs> tough line for Mel to get out. I'm guessing. What do you think, guys? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he he didn't he didn't say that there any there were any um, uh, Jews in his in his unit. So he did he he didn't uh, he just said like basically he went a, a race way rather than a religious way. So so he uh, yeah that okay maybe you're right. So there. so you know here, here we go here we go. Oh, here we go. Let's do this. What do you listen to, Troy? The, the uh, speech. Is that what we want to Troy's got the... Look uh, around you. Yeah, here we go. Oh. In the 7th Cavalry, we got a captain from the Ukraine. He needs a better accent trainer. Another from Puerto Rico. <sighs> We've okay. got Japanese, Aussie, Chinese, seriously? <laughs> blacks, Hispanics, Cherokee Indians, <laughs> Jews and Gentiles. Okay, there I stand go. corrected. There you All go. Americans. Now, Except the, the Muslims. <laughs> Some men in this unit may experience discrimination because of race or creed. But for you and me now... He, he knows which way the wind is blowing. Is gone. We're moving into the valley of the shadow of death. And we know you will watch the back of the man that famously the Vietnam platoons were very... And you won't care weren't racially segregated... Um, or by what name he calls God. They say we're leaving home. That m- speech must have been written by <laughs> someone else. We're going to what home was always supposed to be. We're going to what home was always supposed to be? What does that even mean? I am he as you are he and you are we. And we are all together. Oh. It's the traditional no one left behind speech, blah, 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 you know, like. Yeah, I guess uh, that crap works on 19-year-olds. Like, um, uh, Yeah, that, that's, right. that's, that's the boot. Um, I, will be, I will be the first to put my boot on the ground, and I will be the last to leave. And, and of course, again, this movie is very subtle, so it shows, like, slow motion Boot stepping off, and I won't tell you whether it gets back on the chopper. It'll just leave you hanging. Yep, yep. But they're getting ready. Yep, now they're ready to head off. So he leaves early morning. Madeline, uh, Madeline Stowe pretends to be asleep, um, <laughs> but then waits until he's all the way down the road to decide to run after him and say, "Oh wait, I wanted to say bye." That part I also was not. She tried. On. She gave it a good effort. That's cla- that's. But classic. why didn't she try earlier? She was awake. You want to try too hard. It's complicated, okay? Don't want to try too hard. You you heard heard what happens when you antagonize Mel about how you dress (laughs) or about like she she was, she didn't, she didn't want another one of those uh, lectures about um, her boob job or her, her green outfit. Her green, her green outfit. We all know what that was. Yeah. That was bad. So, I mean, yeah. All right. Okay, now we're in the Central Highlands, South Vietnam. Okay. Immediately on arrival, gets orders to meet the enemy. All right, so he's got 395 men, um, and he's going up against manageable forces, but they have no idea what that actually means. Um, And Mel, of course, being the 
top-notch soldier that he is. He smells ambush right from the start um, and leads the men to the choppers. November 14th, 1965, here we go. First major battle, United States and People's Army of Vietnam. Was this Blade Runner? Close. Really close. Snot sound like. This is the song Gary Owen as they are getting on the choppers. It's a battle song used during the Battle of Little Bighorn. Was it really? You are correct, sir. This is audio from the Battle of Ligger, Little Bighorn. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, this it's is, uh, really it's it's really painting a picture. Custer I, had I his see that. Quiet, had his cell quiet. he had his cell phone on, and he caught. Uh, doesn't sound that bad. It's, it's a cool song. Yeah, so they're so they're 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 loading up. Um, they're loading heading up. into battle. So that's that's pretty. Uh, um, Memorialized is a nice way of saying it. They they really they really they're leaning heavy on the air cab experience for sure. Um, yep, North Vietnamese uh, troops getting ready. Then we then we get the close up on Mel first boot out ten forty eight a.m. All right, and they're gonna come back to this and show you the exact time. Uh, at certain points, they'll jump in and say you know three three fifteen p.m. or whatever. So you kind of. To a degree, get a bit of a sense of the timeline of, of what's going on here. At this yeah, battle. and I and I like I said, I think I think this is actually one of the more positive parts of the movie is like you 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 do get a sense of change over time in a because it's done in that day and, and the sense of mm-hmm. ang- anxiety builds, especially at the night when it when you you know fill their isolation. So yeah, yeah. Well, and almost right from the get go, you have a, a mistake that's going to kind of come back to haunt them. You know, throughout the rest of this this battle is when. Um, some some guys run after uh, a scout that they see uh, to try to capture him, and that means that they are separated, and that is going to be a big problem. Um, that's kind of one of the flanks that is now opened up, and never leave a man behind. That, yeah, those are guys that are going to have to be go and rescued. Um, and yeah, so I mean, pretty soon we're we're into the stuff. Doesn't take too long. Yeah, so basically um, now is when the serious kind of war battle war battle scene starts here, and it's pretty it's pretty foot on the gas um, through this whole through this whole you know middle th- you know third of the movie. Mm-hmm. So so what we have is we have like a series of like chopper drops. I don't you know maybe just a handful come at once and drop off. Uh, you know, eight guys out of each or whatever the number is, and then. Yeah, you can, if you're a helicopter uh, historian, you can crush me if those numbers are way wrong. Uh, and good old helicopter so, historians so are going to be at your throat. Yeah, you know, they they exist. Um, so so they're kind of coming in waves, right? And so they've got to fly. It takes like an hour or something, you know, to get back and forth. So once they drop off a group, it's going to be a while before more guys get there. Um, and so they're they're on their own. Um, for for a while, waiting for reinforcements and and supplies and whatnot. Yeah, and and they, uh, I thought I thought they could have done more with like you don't after they after they get in the, the sort of pitch of battle. There's not really the the people the men kind of become interchangeable. I mean, they're they're not of course not going to cover the Vietnamese side 
well. But even the American soldiers, they're they're kind of you kind of lose sense of um, who's who or what you know. It's, it, it I thought uh, that that's definitely done done better in other movies, but um, but the the, the, the large yeah. profiles of the battle scenes are done pretty well. Yeah, and as, as the battle goes on, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of jumping forward a little bit, but um, there it becomes clear that there are like these different spots where different action is happening. And, you know, this part's on the ridge and this part's down in this, in this valley and right in in the end. Yeah. But we never get a clear idea of where those places are relative to each other. Yeah. I think the, the only scene there was like, I was thinking they should have showed that more where there's the kind of the war room scenes from the from at command control, both for the, Vietnamese and the Americans, like that was the only, and it, and it just kind of flashes across the screen, like the kind of the, the that would have been helpful. And I, yeah, you know, I, I was interested to know, like, okay, so how far these guys are separated? They're 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 blocked off from from the other guys. How far away are they? Like like how how many guys are but uh, Vietnamese are between them? Um, you know, we don't get that that kind of like overhead picture shot of it a lot of it's down you know the camera work is yeah you know kind of hand it's got that handheld sort of camera feel like you're in in the elephant grass like with these guys um a lot of low level shots and it's and it's only back like in the in actually in the in the war room where it's like well look there are two um you know the artillery artillery is really effective and so it's you know it's hit so as the vietnamese say you know you got to like grab them by the belt buckle like get in so close that they can't use it. Yeah, they can't use artillery. Yeah. They can't. They can't. They can't bomb us because mm-hmm. they're going to friendly fire is going to going to yeah. get them. That was that was interesting. I thought that was actually a good little contrast they did because they did a couple like quick back and forths. Like here's North uh, Vietnamese talking like their strategy, and then a flash to more. Um, yeah. To Mel, you know, talking. Okay, here's U.S. strategy. Flashback, you know, so you can kind of get an idea of what each side is attempting to do uh, in real real time, as it were. Yeah, yeah, I thought you know that that was a that was pretty that was pretty well done achieved, um, and the and the the kind of hand to hand stuff wasn't as um, I was expecting more of the the kind of tension and drama, but uh, it was um, yeah, it was the, these were the and well well shot as Troy said, like these are these are cinematic um, and yeah. big budget kinds of. It know, does a lot of jumping. I mean, maybe. Maybe too much for my liking, like uh, jumping to different like close-up shots, so you don't. Matt, this is for the TikTok exactly generation. Know what's happening? No, no, the TikTok generation was like not even born when this movie was made. That's how that's how far in advance this movie was. This is like this is part of Mel's Illuminati kind of. You know, he's I, mean, I don't know if he invented. Um, he invented it definitely an epiphany for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, this was like you know where where MTV left off with like smash cut, kind of uh, like this was uh, Mel Gibson is the heir to, um, and and the sort of the forerunner of today's uh, fast paced teen youth culture. Yeah, it's definitely that sort of you know movie that and it, much more so than we see in like Platoon and the battle scenes in Platoon. Yeah, it's like it's is, like music video cuts different. rather than yeah, yeah. Um, finally see American Pie getting in on the action a little bit, so that was good. Um, 
he's another one of these like you know him Greg Kinnear you know it's like Greg Kinnear pretty big name barely in the movie Madeline Stowe big name barely in the movie yeah um, uh, John Hamm I guess at this barely. time he wasn't a big big name but he's barely in the movie he was just like a all. radio operator he was pretty yeah pretty basic yeah um yeah but we do get um. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to make the battle scene sound bad. I I think I thought they were well done. And um, yeah, are Sorry, you guys going to get into Barry Pepper at all? I mean, he was uh, the photographer that just jumped on the jumped on the helicopter because he wanted. Yeah, to, gonna you guys have some. Yeah, some I mean I, that that was right. There's the sort of the. Uh, um, yeah, Joseph Galloway from UPI, also the sniper in Saving Private Ryan. So just to. Reference. Reverse roles that's for right. him as the right. non-combat. So yeah, he, yeah he's, he's, he met he uh, right not a not great ending in that movie. Um, no, <laughs> but he is uh, yeah Joseph Galloway from D- UPI, and so it's his. He actually like wrote these dispatches, and then it turned into an article later that became the basis for the book that he wrote with Moore, Harold Moore, which became. We were soldiers once and young, which became the basis for the movie. So his version of events, and I think that book, if you want to just know like what happened at Yadrang, I mean, that might be the best place to go. Um, yeah, for, for, for nitty gritty, moment by moment recounting of events. Uh, for historians, we would call that a primary source. I mean, this is, these are... Yep. These are folks who were on the ground, and so um, there's a, and you can feel that in the movie. Like there's, I mean, you know, I'm kind of making fun of a lot of the movie, but the, but you can you can definitely tell that this is close, like close hand observers who, as they experience the battle, are trying to portray it, and that's, um, and I think that's why some people really feel it's a it's a pretty successful war movie. So so Kinnear brings him in, right? This is at night. Uh, Troy, am I remembering right? Is it nighttime when this? Yes, started? yes, it is. Okay, okay. So he's got a, he's kind of like the last load brought in. Um, I thought it was interesting when Kinnear, you know, he's flying flying back from the LZ. Um, he makes the transition. You know, he's kind of like almost puking in the helicopter from the things he's seen and witnessed and the stress and all this. But I thought he made the transition from almost puking to potential fragging uh, of somebody <laughs> rather quickly. Did you? I don't know if you guys caught that. Due to lack of knowledge of firing a firearm, maybe I don't know. That could be I part of it. He, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty. He's he's uh, he's he's just a great actor, Matt. That's why. <laughs> so, well, maybe he took a tums or something. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. he says uh, tomorrow will be worse if they make it till tomorrow. Right, uh, he is pissed. So. Pulls a gun on someone like he's he's had it. Yeah, but then it's nighttime, right? So there's. That, and that team up on the knolls is stranded for the night. And, uh, yeah, so then we cut to Madeline Stowe vacuuming. Uh, <laughs> she sees somebody get a telegram uh, uh, yeah. saying that the husband died. And I thought, that's awful quick. That's almost like email speed. Um, right. Re- like, really? That I, fast? I think I think they were having a little fun with with time travel, Matt. I think... This is uh, this is um, so. If we ignore the problems of that, so they're trying to like show like right simultaneously. Uh, what, when a soldier dies, that very second, like a letter 
shows up on the doorstep of the of of the. This of is the not Donald Trump's post office. <laughs> this is right, and this is why the if maybe the post office were able to keep up with that speed, we'd still have a good one. So, um, I I thought this is this is another of I think the sort of the best kind of acting or the best kind of like successful like I I, I um you know uh, again maybe having recently lost loved ones I'm a little I'm a little more a sucker for this one but like you know like to feel like what that would be like to have the you know the 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 guy come with the with the telegram professor jones would you like a clip and this one's not just helicopters and music. I think this one's only there's some. Is, is there some helicopters? There's music? maybe okay. some, but All right. you might have to. Anyway, well, let's, let's do hear it. it. Let's do it. There's some music. Okay, uh-huh. we got that. Okay. And and right now she's looking at Hal in a photo with her rosary beads. Yeah. Again, she's that's like some... very like. Oh, where are you? I love you. I miss you. <laughs> Oh, here he comes. The taxi's the, the taxi's pulling up. And she's like, oh, oh boy. And she's like, oh, she's breathing hard. Like, oh, I can't. She's clutching her rosary beads. So, oh, oh, he can't be. No, you don't even need to watch the movie. Just have Troy narrate it. Oh, he's like looking at the letter. The old the taxi driver is like Colonel Moore's wife. Oh no. I need help. Finding an address. I'm looking for Jackass! Do you know what this is? Do you know what you just did to me? Poor taxi driver. It's not his fault. He don't know no better. He's just trying to do his job. Yeah, so she... she... Here we go. Wait. wait. I don't like this job, ma'am. Just trying to do it. He's just trying to do it. So she steps up and she says, basically, I'm going to take all of these and bring them personally, to, personally to each personally yes. deliver. Yes. And uh, her and uh, American Pie's wife, Eric. Yeah. Sorry. Who, with the who new baby. That? Yeah. Who's, who's with, with, with Russell, Carrie Russell. Carrie yes. Russell. Yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, American so Sweetheart. Thank yeah. you. So I, I don't envy them um, in that task at all. I thought like that would be that would be an awful that would be an awful job that'd be an awful place to be on the, on either end of that information. Again, it's hard f- to give them credit for the payoff because they don't do enough to like these are kind of cardboard cutouts of women in, initially, and so it doesn't the 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 emotional weight they want you to feel is hard to. I mean, it's too bad. They flash back, and it's not a short movie. They had time to. They could have done, the, and it focuses on one battle. They could have done. They could have carried more emotional water for us if they yeah. had done it a little differently. And they're probably she she might be their best asset in terms of the acting in the film. So uh, Madeline Stowe. So she's definitely underutilized. I don't want to you know want to spoil this, but the black guy dies. The one black guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're right back to horror and movie then, horror movie go, trope. And like then the, they go yeah. to her, and she's like, mm-mm, oh, mm-mm. and she's like really working it, and it's it's pretty really good acting. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. She did a good job. They they the I mean I think the, the women are some of the best actors in in this. Um, but again, the kind of uh, the kind of broadly drawn and acted racial characters on this are like are a bit of. Uh, 
You yeah. Know, did um, we even meet the 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 African American? I don't remember. Died, like, I don't. I don't remember like, that part. I, I think just, you see you see him like running as a background extra. Um, yeah, but you don't actually. You're not introduced to him at all. My other favorite part is when they die. Like they're like, "Tell my wife I love her." And I'm like, "Really? Come on. You don't love your wife that much. Come on. Let's take that's <laughs> not my some my last words necessarily." What what would be your last words, Troy? Tell Just, my mistress I love her. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, I better I better quit. I better stop. My stop. mine would be play that Neil Young again. Uh, yes, exactly. Good idea. I think you can't have it both ways in a movie like this. Either either you're trying to show like really accurately get it right. That way you can't have though the these kind of melodramatic like. Uh, you know, win one for the Gipper or, you know, tell my wife, like this is, this is not, um, I think how it happens in the field. There's probably lots of, uh, you know, screaming and bleeding and um, that, that time for reflection comes after if you survive. I've been lots, watching a lot of Westerns with like 1950s and 60s Westerns with my dad. And this was like right out of that kind of like, you know, um, rolling on the ground, clutching your chest and then like, Tell Millie I love her. <laughs> exactly. Expires. Little shout out. I mean, to it was Millie. beautiful, but they did they did it more than one. it was like it was yeah. pretty much the theme. You know, like tell mm-hmm. my wife I love her. Right. It's like but, a Saturday night skit. That's of cool, like, tell, but yeah. like, all right. I'm sure there were some other things that were probably said. Swearing. Yeah. Like, ouch, that fucking hurts. Thanks, Troy. We got our explicit rating oh, we now. To, oh, we have to. We have to. I think we've had that for. Ouch, a while. that <laughs> effing hurts. Uh, all right, all right. We're back at the battle. Okay. Back at the battle. Um, there is a brief, very brief attempt to humanize um, the enemy as they show one writing a, uh, like a love letter or a letter to, you know, girlfriend or wife or whatever after kind of they kind of zoom in and give you a little pep talk of um, of the Vietnamese in the tunnels there. Um, so that is a very brief uh, attempt to you know, show that they are maybe going some through some similar things to that these American soldiers are going to. So while it is uh, fair point, <laughs> certainly minimalistic, it is. Uh, it's at least there. Right. So they I, are. They get, are human beings. They're willing yeah, to. Okay. Yeah. They know how to love. So the, baby <laughs> steps. The defense baby is steps. willing to concede. That, but but I'm I'm troubled because Matt told his Lord and Savior that to to kill those you know godless Neil Young um, killers. Yeah. Yeah, um, because uh, you know the the here, let's listen. I've got a little. I've got a little clip from the movie, Matt. You ready for this? Oh no! But you, I wonder you sure what was going through Custer's mind when he realized he led his men into a slaughter. General Custer. Sir, Custer was a pussy. You ate. Oh, Sam Elliott. He's given. He's given the. He's given the General Custer. Um, uh, speech that Custer was a pussy. You ain't. Do you think General Custer? Yeah. So I, you know, I um, anything Sam Elliott says, I'm going to be on board with. Though I got, <laughs> I got to tell you. Um, so the the odds are against them. It's we're talking General Custer time. Yeah. So it's night. Um, Vietnamese are walking slowly. They kind of walk right past the position where the knoll. So these the knoll position is where these guys that are separated. Um, and so they kind of walk right past them, uh, and then they get lit up. But 
a bunch still follow, still come. You get a lot of hand-to-hand combat. Some really fantastic slow-mo. If you are a person that likes the slow-mo fighting, uh, you get you get some of it there. And then we're Love at daybreak, day, day two. Um, Vietnamese colonel paying respects to those that have lost their lives. It's kind of uh, similar to Mel the night before is seen praying over soldiers, U.S. soldiers that have been killed. Um, and then we get... We get started. Good people on both sides. Yeah. Oh, American Pie. He gets it. Oh, he's too right pretty. He's too pretty, Matt. Yep. Oh. And so again, they're they're like the way he he's supposed to be sort of seen as like this, you know, supporting actor character. He's not in the movie a whole lot, you know. Uh they they make it seem like you should care about this guy more than the movie like really lets you care about him. Because he's just not there that much. And yeah, he's well, dead. I mean, you wonder if it was, it's editing that, like the way you know that things were cut or added, like a lot took, took sort of character arcs out of this out of this movie. But yeah, I I agreed. Is like, Mel in charge of the editing? Now take that out. More <laughs> more of me. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because um, uh, Mel is in a lot of the scenes. <laughs> case oh yeah, wondering. there's there's lots of like kind of like. Almost like kind of like Hollywood or, or, or sorry, like sort of like Hong Kong cinema, um, like like pans, uh, panning cameras around Mel as he's standing like uh, 360 kind of uh, sweeping views of, of, of him as he's turning and looking at everything. I mean, there's 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 lots of all Mel all the time. Um, he's. Speaking of Mel, um, remember our, our Vietnamese buddy that wrote the letter to his, his girlfriend or, or whatever? That's um, right. There's a long charge um, by him, and somehow he gets through all the, you know, any anybody on the perimeter. He has a clear shot at Mel. For some reason, he decides, you know what? I think I'm going to go with the bayonet on this one instead of the bullet. <laughs> and gets shot in the head. Right, and he's like four inches from him, from Mel. Uh, maybe you've never heard of the rosary, so is that the rosary made him not shoot the bullet? Mel has superpowers. We not. I don't we, know. Yeah, that was another one of the eye rolls. Troy, Troy, what do you think about that? Yeah, you've got an AK forty-seven, so it's got a thirty-round magazine, and yeah, thirty-caliber bullet. So yeah, you only need one of those versus a bayonet. It's it's definitely more um, dramatic if you just. Bayonet the guy though. If you if you try, at least try. He, he did. He tried, but he failed. So <laughs> he tried to do his best, but he could not. Yeah, the lo- the the Lord was with Mel, as he always is. So um, yeah, there was there were there were scenes like that that again, um, you know, if you were if you were the person writing this this account, like I could see, you know, you wanting to focus on like. Or, or, or perhaps sensationalize. Like I don't know. Perhaps that actually happened. But um. well, yeah. The the film takes you know obviously as as it, most films do that are made from books liberties. They uh, condense multiple people into one character, uh, things like that. And this movie definitely does that. Um, I I will say that the battle scene, in terms of just the the reality of what happens at the battle is fairly realistic um, t- to the to the actual history. Poop. 
How about uh, not poop? How about pee? Peeing on the mortars. How'd you like that? That's true. Cool to cool them down. Cool them that down. Nice. Talco one. Yeah, the, that would be. I would volunteer for that job if I, you know, if if I was drafted in, I'd say I'd be the mortar pee guy. You're a conscientious objector, and you'll say like, "Look, I won't fire, <laughs> but I'll pee on your mortars." Yeah, <laughs> that's your job. That's your job title. Um, mortar cooler. Yeah, I mortar uh, cooler. It's a cool fucking. Oh, excuse me. I, we have to. Gosh, we have to just. I'm sorry. You can let loose, Troy. We've got explicit. We're already there. Yeah, okay, far so. gone. Sounds like a cool rock band. I don't know if it actually says explicit. Motor cooler, yeah. It's like motor cooler. Like a Judas Priest. Yeah. Or Metallica cooler. or like Motorhead. Yeah. Lemmy could kick, kill that, I'm sure. So the. Uh, um, the odds are the odds are stacked against the the Americans, I guess. Uh, um, but in comes the cavalry, right? I mean, well, Mel's told that they're screwed, and so he calls in Troy, broken yes. arrow. Okay, and scene. Ah, uh, yeah. The lights turned on and the curtain fell down. This is my favorite episode of this show. <laughs> yeah, this has turned into an all. <laughs> I think it was coming home up until now. Now and now, this is it. Yeah, the soundtrack, the soundtrack for Coming Home is amazing. Matt's soundtrack for this movie is pretty great. <laughs> Here's another. This is from the movie. Broken arrow. There, broken arrow. There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> They're all screaming out. You know? They yeah, love it. They I, love I, that I hate song. those guys. You know, they, they call out the request. He's got, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, Freebird! Call out, <laughs> Broken yeah, stop calling out White requests. Buffalo! Yeah, they're really calling out the... <laughs> yeah. No, he's not playing old man tonight. Sorry. He's got new stuff. <laughs> um, Does he, though? So so I, I have in my notes that that seemed to be pretty effective and devastating to the North Vietnamese, so why not do that earlier in the battle? Well... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's learning, Matt. He's he's Maybe. learning. I don't know. He's growing. I don't know. This is when a couple of their own guys get hit, uh, and that's pretty pretty nasty. Um, Galloway has to get one of the uh, one of these guys to the chopper. Is that when he when he that, tries to pick him up? That, that was the Asian dude. Yeah, he was like, "Tell my wife I love her." I'm like, no, tell my wife I'm burnt to shit. Is that when he so. peels like he peels his <laughs> arms off or whatever? Like, yeah, it was not pretty at all. That was not pretty at all. Uh, probably pretty realistic, um, uh, unfortunately, of of what a you know a napalmed body uh, how, how it would react to that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. The the really kind of the kind of burning on fire uh, scene it was pretty. Yeah, that was that was pretty gruesome. Which yeah. is would it would would it would be? It's what I'm looking for. Yeah, exactly. Troy's really a snuff horror kind of fan, so yeah. Yeah, again, I think the I think the the close quarter fighting in this was okay. The 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 
the sense of like I thought in, in in how it moved towards night, I thought that was a good dramatic shift. Like you've sensed the the menace was rising, the kind of everything was, uh, and then yep. and then this this sort of um, it looks like General Custer kind of situation. But uh, now can the cavalry come in, Matt? Well, Westmoreland calls in Mel Mel. Um, Westmoreland wants to talk to you, and then Mel says uh, something I can't repeat. I think it was a quote from his um, DUI arrest tape, maybe. Um, maybe that's where they where they got the audio from. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so, anyways, he's not he's not leaving. Um, and so, yeah, now we're back at night again. You know, this is a multi day multi day thing. Where am I? Oh, Draper. Draper says, "Hey, they're ordering us out." Don Draper. <laughs> Mr. And, Ham? Uh, yeah, yeah, Johnny H. Johnny H. And <laughs> that's when the customer is a pussy line comes in. Okay, sorry. I missed that. Um, fixed bayonets. This is going to be the final. So this is the final morning now we're at. We're at. Um, and it seems like Mel is dead, but Greg comes in, machine gun, saves him. They've overrun the Vietnamese position. Commander breaks down the post, and they bail. So the North Vietnamese bail out. Um, the press comes in, and Mel is being interviewed immediately by 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 the press that's there to witness the aftermath of this uh, long battle. Yeah. Um, how did you think he did? How was how was how was Mel handling the press, Matt? Well, better than real Mel, I think. Um, <laughs> Which is, it's a low bar. It's, I mean, for God's sakes. Well, Mel and Galloway have a bit of a chat. Mel says he'll never forgive himself um, because his men died and he didn't. What was the key to your victory, Colonel? Sir, tell us how you feel. Do you feel the United States was forced to take the North Vietnamese most seriously now? How do you feel about the loss of your men, sir? Have you notified the family, sir? Just ask if you notified the families. Yeah. So basically, Hasn't this is like a, yeah. Busy uh, fighting a battle. He didn't say anything there, so he walked away. Good times. That was worth it for sure. Well, yeah. Good. Good press conference. Yeah. Well, that that whole thing is you know it's like after an NBA game or something you know like or you know running up to the coach after the end of the football game uh, you know hey hey Belichick how did you think uh, the team <laughs> did or whatever and. People did their part, uh, or something so, like that. So, so, so then we're going away, and last boot, literally off the ground, is. Ugh. it's a real tearjerker. Boots off the ground. Boots off the ground. Melvin Gibson is the last to leave, you know, and uh, he fulfills his promise. Uh, Mel will do what he said. And then they cut to the. Uh, Commander of the Vietnamese forces. They'll think this was their victory, and uh, this will become an American war now. Um, and Mel goes home, and and from there on out, the Americans win all the rest of the engagements in <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I mean, that's a famous quote. Um, with uh, is it Lee Ducto talking to Kissinger during peace negotiations and. I can't remember. Maybe the maybe the characters in this quote are incorrect, but um, 
you know, it's something to the effect of, you know, the Americans saying we've won every battle on the field and the Vietnamese saying that may be true, but that's also irrelevant. So, yeah, um, right. You know, the U.S. had massive firepower. And so, yeah, they, they could prevail at these sort of battles. Um, and they did here. But this is, you know, si- significant historically. This is, you know, we already talked about this is kind of the first battle, People's Army of Vietnam and, and U.S. Fold soldiers. So, uh, you know, yeah, probably probably overlooked maybe uh, to a bit of a degree, especially in pop culture. Um, people maybe know about Tet Offensive or, um, you know, things like that. That's maybe true, a bit yeah. for Vietnam. Um, maybe they know about Malai a little bit. Maybe they know about... Um, uh, the invasion of Cambodia, but you know, yeah, Drang is you know maybe a little bit overlooked. So, I mean, this is the cool beginning, thing. right? This is pretty much one of the first battles that for the American for the Americans, yeah. And it closes on the memorial, gives a list of the men who died at Landing Zone X-ray, um, and and we're out. That was a pretty good summary, Matt. I think it's now it's time for this book, book of the week. <laughs> Oh, goody, goody, goody. What do you got in mind? Book of the week. Well, I wanted to go, I wanted to cover something that would get us a little bit into this time period and time frame. I think I already referenced the book We Were Soldiers Once and Young. Uh, So check that out if you want more on this battle itself. Our book of the week this week, though, is going to go to Lyndon Johnson's War, America's Cold War Crusade in Vietnam. 1945 to 1968, uh, by Michael H. Hunt, who's a pretty good historian. And so this is, uh, you know, from the sound of it, you can tell, it's going to cover the Lyndon and Johnson era uh, of the war, which is when this uh, battle takes place from the film we just discussed. So um, this is a good book. Uh, It's been 20, 25 years. Man, I can't believe it's been that long since this book came out. But uh, it does a good job of... Uh, this is kind of an, a good early attempt at uh, internationalization of, uh, in terms of history of the war. Uh, so bringing in some different uh, sources, he does uh, attempt to get into... Like the Vietnamese, Vietnamese perspective? Pers- yeah, Vietnamese perspective on some of this, some Chinese perspective, things like that. So he does a nice job of doing that. Um, and he looks at some of the different ideological forces um that are going through policy making on both both sides so u.s uh and vietnamese side um and so i think it's a good book and you know for those if anybody is listening that is you know an instructor professor whatever they're looking for something pretty slim pickings for for you know an undergrad class or whatever 145 pages 146 pages uh readable yeah, so you know, quick, down and dirty um, into this, and it's it's well written. It's good history, um, you know, and it's it's obviously doesn't get super super in depth. It's covering uh, a pretty long period of time in a, just 145 pages, but um, I I think he does a nice job, especially bringing in some different sources uh, into this. So let's go, Michael H. Hunt, Lyndon Johnson's. War, America's Cold War Crusade in Vietnam as the book of the week. All right, check that out, everybody. Um, so um, we, we've we got a... Listeners should stay tuned. Um, 
we have a very special um, a very special napalm in the morning coming up. Uh, we won't give away too many secrets, but um, yeah, this is big. It's a it's a it's a famous person. Um, we're gonna have on the podcast. So uh, yes, yes. We're kind of uh, changing changing direction a little bit in terms of format for 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 one episode. Uh, and I hope yeah, we hope right. you'll enjoy it. Was it without applause for us, Troy? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. They're glad. They're glad we're changing format. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 crowd has spoken. They're uh, they're really um, they're they're really they're really behind the, uh, the format. Is that the drop here? The format right? exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was more like this. So, um, uh. oh, also, Matt. You know, we forgot. We we failed to do this last time. Uh, people want to find us on on the webs. Where do they go? Yeah, we need the plug. We need the plug big time. We got to go to at Napalm Podcast on on your Twitter account. Uh, that is where we will give you all the updates on what we have done. I will post books of the week. Uh, interact with all of my many, many, many. Yeah, Ma- many Matt has followers. merch. Uh, Matt has like so. I'm promising uh, things that don't exist yet. Matt, do you have koozies? <laughs> yeah, koozies. Do you have any koozies? Yeah, yeah. Koozies. that's one of the things that yeah. If you want to Neil Young clips, T- I will post T Roy branded uh, merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt has his own line of of ales and IPAs. Sweet, um, yeah. So uh, so hit him up on Twitter, and he'll do whatever you tell him to do in terms of yeah. So it's just check us out at Napalm Podcast, and if you want to request a film, that is the place to do it. Okay. Yeah. Right. And if so. you um, and then um, we're gonna start. We're gonna start there. Sort of announcing in advance what what films we're we're going to be reviewing, and so if you have questions or if you have things you want us to chat about, like let us know. We'd love to we'd love to hear from you, Troy, Matt. How many dong are you going to give this movie? Out, out of out of out of out of out of ten dong, Vietnamese currency, as we all know. Go, Troy. Of course. You know I don't want to be influenced. By Matt or Eric. And so in my mind, I had a number and then I went to Rotten Tomatoes and I realized I'm right there. I actually am right where oh. I wanted to be. So the Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic score is 63%, but the audience is 84%. And I was, I was really right in there because of the... You're an eight dong or a seven yeah. dong? Wait. Okay. Wait for it. I'm just so I'm on pins and needles here, Troy. So I mean, it's like the 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 battle scene is probably overall like oh. So here's the uh, critics' consensus: the war cliches are laid on a bit thick, but the movie succeeds <laughs> at putting a human face on soldiers of both sides in the Vietnam War, and the audience scores eight d four percent. So I'm gonna go with eight point four. You dong. can't give half dong. I can. Well, I can do what I want. Yeah, it's bossing me. I think we've give partial dongs. Okay, before. partial yeah. dong, eight and eight and a half okay. dong. Partial dong could go a long way in Vietnam, dude. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, Matt, how about you? Okay, uh, the critics sounded a little more on the ball to me. Um, I, I did. I thought the battle scenes were generally pretty good. I mentioned I w- at points it was maybe a little confusing. Um, I think they wasted uh, some some skilled actors uh, and especially a lot of the <laughs> the female <laughs> roles could have been done I just I don't know what better how about better um, maybe is a good word to use um, it could have made a few more sandwiches for sure <laughs> yeah 
which is an which is basically what they showed scene. them doing. Like, what are we going to yeah. plan for lunch? Yeah, right. Um, These are complicated female roles that they sketched out for us. Yeah, I mean, I do. I uh, as I also mentioned earlier, I have to give it like a quarter dong, just in terms of. Oh, so you're adding each dong. Uh, that you're telling it's like, like, like okay, min, we're, we're, yeah. yeah. So I gotta give it's got it starts at a quarter dong just for like recognizing that there are Vietnamese that might have like some human characteristic to them. Okay, <laughs> wow. So yeah, okay, okay. So w- which honestly, like a lot of films don't do. So Fair. and even some really good films. I mean, like we've done Platoon. I think you know and right. You know, they're that's just not a even great there. film, and it's not not evident at all. So uh, we have to give them a little bit of love for that. That being said, this is this is a small dong. It's it's gotta go. It's, I think I gotta go. I gotta go five and a half. Mm. Mm. So you know, Troy I, is I visibly the, is shaken. The national, oh no, you did the national but average. That's okay, I think it's a free country. I think uh, that's the national average. I for dong. I feel um, you know how when you're given when you're given grades out, Matt, and you realize like. I given my favorite w- thing to do. I'm given way too many B's or whatever. Like I, you know, like you just like you f- and you feel like maybe I feel. I'm going to say five, and Troy's got his Colt 45 and his cold <sighs> dead hands. He's angry. He's mad. I'm clenching my fist right now. Um. So some of this, it may have lost a dong from just. I felt like I was a little too excited, a little too generous about previous ones. And so I, I apologize to Mel and to... Um, you don't want to make him mad. Anti-Semites everywhere that... Um, but this is a... F- <laughs> this is a, f- a five-donger. And um, I... That's where I stand, you know? I got to stand by my convictions. Um, but, but between my and yours... It we're right at the where the critics are at okay. sixty three percent. So it works out. So it so it does. So you have we, to have the country bumpkin in and go, Heck yeah, America, goddamn right. <laughs> Fucking kick ass and shit. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, you bring the average from these uh, you know, these liberal coastal yeah. elites that uh, That's right. Uh, yeah. You dirty hippies. Pooping, <laughs> pooping on this movie. Um <laughs> I mean it's worth so seeing. Exotic. It's funny though, it's you know, this this movie does not get a lot of like it's not it's never mentioned in like the top your top five like right like if you it's not you mean in terms of Vietnam movies yeah like did you no, mention I that mean, you borrowed the DVD for me so that does that say something about my but you own you own most of these movies that's so, true yeah. that's true yeah yeah that's true yeah you also borrowed it from me and evidently it's yeah lost, so we'll we'll get yeah. to that later uh, I'm going to give you Troy's okay. copy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, well, uh, hey, well, everybody, we've uh, we've enjoyed talking to you. It's been uh, it's been fun getting to interact with humanity a little bit with, to our um, not just hypothetical listeners. People are downloading this and listening, um, and so we ex- we're excited for that. Take um, us with you on the road as you travel. That's right to nowhere since you're in your ears, in your hearts. But um, yeah. Um, all right, you boys want to say goodbye? Goodbye, y'all. See you, gang. Bye, everybody.